1: Listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech Athletics Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer
0: and Michael. All right, what is it, everybody? Welcome back to the episode of 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man?
1: Well, it's another day, it's another podcast. Another opportunity for me to comment on what you're wearing. This is a, We're going to be talking about a lot of fashion on this episode today. And it, it, this appears to be a tee of some sort. Possibly some Texas and Rangers it, apparel. It, it, oh, yeah. Something happened? Something happened last night?
0: They, uh, they won the whole American League. They are... Uh, Ear-
1: earmuffs. Hang on. Earmuffs, everybody. Let's go ahead and get this explicit thing out of there they 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 don't only beat houston they beat the shit out of them just absolutely hammered them and i am a lifelong rangers fan as as it says in my or actually says lifetime i didn't even read that right i'm a lifetime rangers fan but really i'm I'm not I, i was just really enjoying all my ranger fans friends giving to Astros fans crap on social media and every chance they got I've just really enjoyed living through you guys and am happy for my my cohort here Spencer and all y'all listening who are actual Ranger fans as opposed to me who just kind of shows up in October. What's that in the background? What's, what's, what's that back?
0: It's the anthem. It's hard to follow an open door man um man as a non non joking uh life lifelong rangers fan um it's been great it was a really tough weekend um getting to to the game 6 and 7 um game 5 i i i listened to it in the car and that was just a beating man it was tough <laughs> Um watching six, watching seven last night, it was so much was so enjoyable. I was sweating bullets. I didn't want to believe it. I don't know how much how much um belief to put into this the stat they put up right there at the beginning of the game. Dusty Baker was winless in game sevens and Bochi is undefeated in game sevens. Like, okay, well that, that that should help a little bit. I should put some 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 moxie in the Rangers uh dugout. Um, home team hadn't won, but I was like that surely that can't last. Right. Like that's got to end Eventually the home team's got to come out on top.
1: Um, I know so that I was, was like, bizarre for it, for any series. Just yeah. Yeah. No, we don't like to win at home. None of us <laughs> all seven games. No.
0: So I was like, man, surely like I, I was, I was trying to give the, the benefit of the doubt there to the, um, um, To the Astros. Sorry, I I, I blanked. I, I wasn't I wasn't trying to to not talk about them. Um But I was like, I mean, surely like they'll figure something out. Um <laughs> I don't know, man. It was just Aw, but they didn't. But they didn't. Um I don't know, man. It's glorious. I I was always a huge fan when they won their first pennant back in ten, uh, and then again in eleven. The 2010 World Series was was difficult. Man, it was difficult because it was just not a good matchup with Bruce Bochy's Giants. Um, and then when he got so close against the Cardinals, um, that's why it's my my lifelong hate now for uh, Nelson Cruz. And David Freeze, but mainly Cruz because he forgot how to play a fly ball. Um, and you know what? Like again, I'll, I'll go back, and this probably just shows how much I, I just one I wasn't able to follow the team. But I, I just I, I don't know baseball. I mean, a lot, a lot of people tell I don't know anything about sports at all. Um, coming into the season, I was like, I'm excited about the I'm excited about baseball, but I, you know, I, I think they're going in a good direction. They're not there yet. Yeah, man. I'm glad to be wrong. There. Well
1: we're at the I mean not to I guess you can look ahead now because the series is over. But Diamondbacks are up four two in the seventh inning stretch. Well actually it's the bottom of the seventh now. Bottom I guess seventh. the yep. bottom of the seventh just started so we'll see. See who comes out of that one. We'll see how many be how many people gripe about how non-interesting it'll be and how people won't care to watch a diamond back. It's just so funny when you see stuff like that. Cause I have been a Spurs fan for 20 something years, a legit one. Mm-hmm. And that was always the argument. Oh, Oh, it's Spurs Pistons matchup. Oh, it's such a small market thing. You know, even though Detroit is massive, it's still a small market thing and no one's going to care. And no one's going to watch. I'm like, Okay.
0: You know what? Not my uh, problem.
1: Uh, you know who cares? <laughs> the, the TV people. I don't. This is kind of like everybody with their you know what, measuring contest on who's getting more money for their TV deal for their college team. Like who cares? You're not getting it. My team's in the freaking NBA finals. Why <laughs> why do I care what the ratings are? I will be watching.
0: Yeah, no I, one else who are you who are these people <laughs> I had that thought too is like if if the Diamondbacks make it to the World Series and it's a it's a Rangers Diamondbacks series like are there like there are going to be some serious people talking about how like you just don't have big names in the series so it's kind of uh, you know yeah. you don't get the like it doesn't mean as much but you know what like who gives a crap man if the Rangers win the World Series that banner will fly forever yes has doesn't matter who who they played, but you you know you know what they did to get there, Michael? They won the wild card, they won the division, they won the whole ALCS. Then they played for it all, and they won four freaking games to do it. If if they do indeed win a World Series, which starts on Friday, so by the time we uh, we reconvene on Monday, scheduling update, we'll be back early next week because the. Halloween and the game on Thursday. Man, we'll be uh on game three of the World Series. Hey.
1: So. Hey, crank that up. Crank that up in the background just a little bit.
0: So we're Beautiful. just we're just here to get you ready for some fall classic. By week.
1: Yeah, and and the bye week. You know, I was joking with a coworker of mine this week. I wonder if you and I could do an entire episode and not talk about tech sports at all. And it just kind of be a bit, like we don't even... We don't even intentionally allude (laughs) that that's going to be it, but we just talk for like an hour and a half
0: and go, all right, well, that's it. That'll do it for us. (laughs) That'll do it for us. We'll catch you next time, guys. Okay,
1: yeah, where we'll actually, I don't know, maybe... I don't know Maybe we'll talk about Tech Sports It's hard to talk over Scott Stapp I feel like I'm I feel like it's I feel like I shouldn't Be doing it
0: You just gotta let him Breathe man Right. Unfortunately not the show. <laughs> unfortunately we do have tech sports to talk about. Tech uh well, no, not unfortunately cuz you, you know what happened on Friday night? No, not Friday night. Whenever it was. I I can't remember. It, but the, this weekend was a blur. The women's soccer team, the soccer team won a Big 12 championship, man. Let's let's not speak right on that. Did. Like we 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 can't poo poo, so we can't talk about tech sports cuz it was a crappy weekend. No, we won a conference championship this weekend. Women's – I say women's soccer because there are teams in the country that have men's – sorry, programs that have men's soccer. We just have women's soccer. The Texas Tech soccer team won Big 12 regular season title, uh, went undefeated um, in non-con and, and conference play. They were 8-0-2 in, in conference and like 14-0 in something. Um, yeah, 4 14-0 okay. and four. Yeah, so overall. they undefeated. Um, had that huge win as the seconds ticked away in Austin. What you could, you know, equivalent equivalency of like a walk off where they hit the the game winning goal, literally as, as the second the last second ticked off the clock. Um. Went up to, uh, to Ames, Iowa State this past weekend. They needed a win to have an outright uh outright share or outright title. Uh had they drawn, it would have been a share. But man, they went and did it 1 1 nil. Uh so they're gonna get ready for tournament play and and moving on from that. But soccer team won a big twelve title this week, man. So that's awesome.
1: Yes. And and I think this is a good time to to plug our friends at seeing Scarlet. If y'all aren't following them please do. They're on Twitter. They're on YouTube. They record live. They have their episodes on there. So yeah, follow their podcast. They've been following this team really closely all year, had some pretty high expectations for them and felt really good about them. And they were right on all of them. And I think, mm-hmm. I think it was their account that posted yesterday or the day before. Uh, well, it must've been yesterday. I think Tech was fit, picked fifth or so in the preseason. I can't find that tweet. I should have had it in our notes. But I think Tech Soccer was picked fifth in the preseason Big 12 rankings. And look at them up, completely alone, not sharing a title with anyone, none of that. Won it outright, have, haven't lost a game since 2022. Such a long time. Really, yeah, really an incredible season. And hopefully they'll get to really do something special as as it continues to go. You know, they've got the Big 12 championship or tournament coming up. They play Cincy at 2 p.m. on Saturday. And so be looking for that if you can watch or listen. Or if you're in the Round Rock area, I think that's where the tournament is. And you can just go, go support the the red Raiders there. If, if you're able to on this Saturday Tech's off tech football is not playing. So you have no excuse and, and tech women's basketball, I think they play at noon. So if it's on the radio, which we'll get to that later, I don't know if it will be. Um, and it's an exhibition game. So let me treat that differently, but get out to round rock. If you can support the red Raiders, a big 12 title. Yeah, man, that was, it's, You know, I I tweeted something after the BYU game, which we'll get to shortly, whether we want to or not. And it was just basically me shouting at the sky, you know, what do I have to do for my favorite college football team to compete for an outright conference championship in my lifetime? And by golly, the soccer team just did it. So maybe I should have specified I meant football and it would have been fine. But they were already competing for the championship. That was right before the Iowa State game. So just a pretty big freaking deal (laughs) to have that happen. And in the way it happened, I think they played not to take anything away from anybody, but I think they played all the top seeds. Or all the the top teams I know they played BYU, mm-hmm. and BYU finished behind them. That's who they were fighting for, and they beat them. Yep. And they I think they played them in Provo and they, beat them. Yep. So it's not like they, if someone you know quote unquote dodged the, the tough schedule kind of like OU football is doing, but that is not what Shots happened. Fired. <laughs> on the soccer on the pitch I should say. So anyway, congratulations, ladies. Congratulations, Coach Stone. Outstanding accomplishment. Go follow Seeing Scarlet if you aren't already, and they will—they will be who you should lean on to keep you up to date with their tournament runs because they're going to get to go to two tournaments.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we do have a, a football game to talk about, Michael. Um, you mentioned we talked We're going to talk about, about some basketball. There are games this weekend. Um. Something really exciting that's been in the works for quite a while, but uh, a new apparel provider. No official announcement, but you got you got something from Adidas, you got something from Homes, you got something from Tech. So that's all exciting. Uh, we'll talk about that and preview this weekend's game against absolutely nobody. But spoiler alert: I'm predicting a win. So I think I think you're gonna pull out on top this weekend. Probably a no context quote right there, but
1: you think it's the creed? You think the creed's what's going to set us apart?
0: Yeah, they're going to take us higher.
1: And I am ready. Oh, yeah. I was, that's what I meant. Like, are you ready? Are you ready?
0: Yeah, man. So let's uh let's jump into some football, man. Okay. Um, you want to start with the game or you want to start with Adidas? Let's keep. Let's keep the positive vibes
1: going until we get Adidas to the deed <laughs> Adidas, it is. Adidas, it is. Well, I mean, do you have any takes, any big takes? I know that there was a fellow podcast that got pretty skewered for having the audacity to take shots at Patrick Mahomes' logo, which I fine, but I mean, there's no need for that stance. I'm, I'm sure people hated the Nike logo when it came out, and I'm sure people still do. And there's other logos that people
0: probably hate, but oh well. All right, hold on one second. Steven Stevens on YouTube here says, Good gosh, making us choose on a Tuesday night. Look, let me be clear. <laughs> this is our night to record. Your gout Scarlet's live
1: right now, too. Your gout are and- two days late.
0: Two <laughs> days. They're encroaching on our space. Seeing Scarlet, I. Because we we normally record here, I don't have my feelers out for when everybody else is going. They may be, this may be their normal time too, okay? Yeah. This is my time, all right? They're encroaching <laughs> on MySpace. I it's their MySpace. fault they couldn't get back home in time. Their fault they couldn't focus with the baseball game. I got a baseball game on too. You see me recording. Here we are.
1: Anyways. I went to a Halloween Carnival tonight with my kid who insisted on dressing up like a candy corn.
0: Why would you let her do that?
1: I, I'm not sure where that came from. It was all her idea. <laughs> and she was totally fine with just going like with a white beanie in a yellow shirt and orange nope, pants. that's not right. White beanie, orange shirt, yellow pants. Yeah.
0: Oh. Well, was it that, uh, was the tech safe treat thing?
1: Oh no, no, this okay. was at her school. Okay, yeah, it was her, her Halloween carnival at
0: the school. Because Grayson brought that flyer home, I was like, I, I really don't want to go on campus and take you trick or treating to the dorms. That's really shady. Um, but we've got a we got our church trunk or treat tomorrow. We've got some uh, the neighborhood's got a big trunk or treat on Saturday. Um, we're moving our podcast on on to Monday so we can do Halloween things on Tuesday.
1: Well, I just anticipate there's going to be like 7 of us recording
0: on Monday night. Yeah, well. That's all right because you know what? It's 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 a recording, right? You you can listen to this whenever.
1: Is that during the World um, Series? Are you going to be okay? No. Should we
0: record? I'm not going to be okay. Is,
1: do they do they are they playing on Monday?
0: Yeah. Oh man. I I think it's Friday, Saturday, they're off on Sunday to travel. That's not
1: that's probably not fair to ask you to record on that.
0: Okay, we'll we'll we just you
1: just may have to power through it, my man world series yeah they play at 703 on monday yeah so we'll be yeah friday saturday be right in the heat of it when we start it'll be hold on
0: monday says it's noon why why would they have it at noon that's stupid that's not true well according to score app they say 703 here but why would they put a yeah this just says monday october 30th 12 p.m
1: oh that's weird someone's just they're not doing their job that's that's just a space holder
0: Alright, going back to Adidas. Um
1: <laughs> so, Do you have hot takes on the on the logo? If that's even what happens, it's all speculation.
0: No, I it's not speculation, man. It, it's been it's been I mean, like there's not an official announcement out from the, the university, but like if you got something from Adidas and Patrick Mahomes announcing Yeah, that's fair. Something's coming in July of twenty four. I assume the Under Armour contract expires June thirtieth. Um, then, yeah, there's that. So I'm, I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't. I know when we were getting into when I was getting in, into my football fandom, right? Like there were a bunch of different apparel brands out there, um, and the the big ones that big schools had were. Nike, and then Under Armour was up and coming. Adidas, I always thought looked like Boo Boo. No, that was twenty years ago. Um, they've come a long way. I also know that in the world of basketball, Adidas is is up there with Nike, right? Um especially in in terms of, like, high school recruiting and all that kind of stuff. There had been multiple, not rumors, but um, there had been takes, I guess you could say, that um, the Under Armour affiliation was actually hurting basketball recruiting getting in with Adidas actually opens that door to some of the higher end recruits that may have otherwise looked elsewhere because of the Adidas Under Armour thing. So there's that. Is it going to take your, your recruiting from its current state to to top five? No, that that's going to be a McCasland thing and, and, and winning on the court. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of their logo. I, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Patrick Mahomes' logo, but like, it. It. I don't hate it. What I do absolutely love, Michael, is that Mahomes has been one of Tech's biggest ambassadors since leaving to Texas Tech to go into the NFL. He's remained that spokesperson, if you will, like wearing Texas Tech gear any any chance he gets. And is one of the most recognizable faces in one of the most popular sports in America, if not the world. And yeah, we could always say like, well, yeah, he went to Texas Tech. Well, yeah, but now he's also like, like there's no there's no hiding it anymore. There's no like, oh, it's, it's Texas Tech and I've got to put Adidas logo on it. We got to t- tape something on his shirt, like. He was a driving factor in this. He wanted this mm-hmm. to happen. And if if it's going to go the way that, like, a lot of people are thinking, like, there will be a Patrick Mahomes brand within Adidas. And Texas Tech will be that flagship school that will carry the Mahomes line. Um, what do
1: you th- think the Kent Hance tweet would sound like? You know, when...
0: When Texas Tech needed, when Texas Tech needed an, need, a, a an new apparel, apparel company, new apparel provider, they went to a Red Raider. Yeah, to
1: help lead them, to help lead them back into this uncharted waters. Since I don't know, I can't remember when Under Armour signed their deal. Yeah, it's, it's been For the a first minute time minute. since 2007 or whatever it was. Yeah,
0: because I mean, I, I guess before then it was uh, that brand that looked like the singular wireless logo
1: yeah Jump. they didn't get someone from nike or reebok puma or sketchers they got texas tech red
0: raider patrick mahomes yeah so and i'm sure like they've got a great design team and and, and you'll get top-of-the-line stuff here um early reports are this is a long-term deal like 10 years is what i heard um you'll 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 get some cash out of it you'll get lots of equipment and merchandise uh to the the athletes so and obviously it's a, it's a great deal and of course the alignment with Patrick Mahomes is even stronger even better so
1: well and I, I bought it. me some uh some Adidas athletic shorts at the Costco's recently so bring it on I'm ready okay. hey I did I did want to say one more thing uh someone has you know when that all hit on Sunday which was a really cool way to do it, to have him photographed wearing a, an Adidas version of that tech shirt where he's got the tape
0: mm-hmm.
1: with Adidas written over it. But uh, they had some modified versions of NC State's uniforms that I saw float along on Twitter. And I'm sorry, I can't remember who posted them, but they look sharp. Uh, so, if, if you've got some doubters out there, or just people who are curious, you might look up NC State's uniforms and kind of picture them with our red and black, and that could be really similar to the kind of clean look you might be getting from Adidas. I really don't have a big dog in this fight. I didn't have, like, a disdain for Under Armour. I only had one pair of Under Armour shoes, and I absolutely hated them. So, I... I don't want to just base everything off of one sample size, but you know, shoes are kind of a big deal. Mm -hmm. And if, if that's a problem for folks, uh, I don't, I think Adidas probably makes a way better product when it comes to shoes. But
0: what do you think about like how much, how much of a, of a a hit Under Armour took when Zion Williamson blew out a shoe and like, Oh injured himself on it.
1: Yeah. No kidding.
0: I mean, that, that was like a, death nail for them like oh my gosh (laughs) you get one of the top basketball athletes and you put him in under armor shoe and he blows something out
1: let's recall all of our shoes because well he is an exception just the physics of that man freak
0: human being too but
1: but yes it's still you design for the worst case that's that's what you learn in engineering anyway you you design for a case that should never happen and that's that's what you should be doing in your shoes there should be a Zion Williamson case.
0: Yeah, you you're multiply also, that by one and a half, and then you're <laughs> then you're okay. Yeah, you're dealing with athletes who are imparting many more uh, factors of force than a regular human being. Considering they're also larger human beings than a normal person, like you, you, you. To your point, you manufacture and engineer it to hold up to the highest standards. Oh, and yeah. then it's like, oh, it should be fine for Spencer going, going walking out to Academy. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But, Michael should be able to get the mail in these with no problem.
0: He should be able to go on even a jog in his neighborhood, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, but let's put fifty pounds on him and in freak athleticism, and let's 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 see if he can do a windmill dunk. Yeah, in him or not. All right. We're really going to talk about tech football now.
0: We are. We are. And here's the thing, Michael. Um I watched the first half uh over the past couple of days. I have a I have a confession. And and maybe maybe it's because like I knew how bad it was watching it or at least experiencing the first time. Before I rewatched it, I looked at the stats. And I'm rewatching it again. I will. I will say. It wasn't as bad as it felt on Saturday.
1: Okay, explain.
0: Is it just I because know, of the
1: five turnovers?
0: I know you can't cherry pick stats and and remove plays. And everybody, like we were all all complaining about the defense and how. Um. How it, like well if if you if you like even your defense was struggling well yes and I I know that you gave up that fifty five yard run and they were the worst rushing team in the Power Five, blah blah blah. On the second play of the game, on the second play of the game, what we've seen and this is I don't know what it is about Texas Tech I don't know if it's or I don't know if it's the athletes combination whatever, Texas Tech football, especially defensively needs time to settle into the game. So like you will see big plays happen earlier in the game as, as then the defense will settle down and start to, to control things a little bit better and play their Houston, style. Yeah. Houston's a really good example of that. Houston, the Kansas state game got away from me a little bit, but I think again, that had a lot to do with, with, with turnovers. Um, Baylor, found more success early on than late. Um, So 150 rushing yards is not a ton of rushing yards. Like it was, it was even, I believe below your, your season average. No, it was right at your season average. You had 147 rush yards per game. You gave up 150 granted. I know it's the worst team in power five rushing. 55 of those yards came on one play. If you were to cherry pick and remove that one rush, Michael, you give up 95 rushing yards to a team that rushes for 65 on the year. Going 30 above their their season average, it's not that big of a deal. Them running for uh, 3.27 yards per carry, not that big of a deal. You got gashed yeah, on they one play. Three.
1: So.
0: You got yeah. You got gashed on one play. That's that skewed everything off. Now on the night, 150 rushing yards, five yards per carry. But that one carry bumped their average on the night from 3.27 to
1: 5.0. Now I I wanted to look this up too because someone brought up the average yards per carry, defensively in the second half.
0: Oh, it's atrocious. It's like,
1: yeah, it's terrible.
0: Like, um, okay. So in the second half, you gave up 78 total yards, 2.6 yards per play. Yeah. That defense will play that defense did not lose you the game. You allowed two touchdowns. Your defense allowed two touchdowns on the night. The last touchdown they gave up. Six minutes to go in the second quarter. They only scored two field goals after that. One of them was even before halftime. They scored three points in the second half. It really did come down to turnovers and just other weirdness in the game. Um, and Penalties, uh, weird spots, um, all that kind of stuff. But really, it was it was a turnovers. And again, why I say like it wasn't as bad as it looked, like you can almost justify, not justify, you can almost um, accept, accept, not excuse, but like just come to accept that like true freshman quarterback on the road Center was dealing with some some shoulder tightness, injury, whatever. Like there were things that conspired against Texas Tech being successful in this environment, right? I, I, I heard somebody that has been to all the games said this environment at BYU was the loudest and most hostile they've seen all year. And this is the game that you put a true freshman on the rock like to start. Right, like this is his first road road uh, appearance, and it's the most hostile environment that any of the team has seen all year. Um, you know, say what you will about play calls and how how we got to have to play a third string quarterback. It was never in the the plans or cards to have your third string true freshman quarterback have to play and start meaningful games. Like, being bad right now, like, it. it's just kind of where we're at because of the cards we've been dealt. That even as much as I'm critical of Zach Kitley up until now, like, I can't really even say, like, so much this is on him. Now, I did hear somebody that, as close to the program, and, and he covers the program. He was getting super defensive about defending Kitley. He's like, "Well, it's not his fault that the center w- w- was snapping the ball low. It's not his fault that um uh, your your punt coverage team what what was holding." I was like, "Sure, okay, but like." And then and then the he and the, the the co-host of this this recording he was on with talking about like, well Taj Brooks is like sixth in the country in rushing yard. No, he's actually second now. He's second. But that's the laziest defense. Because you know, you know, like they're like, well, what else is he supposed to do? Like, he's got so many yards. Texas Tech is 93rd and rush. Share percentage, whatever you want to call that stat. There are 92 teams in the country that run the ball more often than Texas Tech. Again, in the instance where you're playing a third string true freshman quarterback, maybe that percentage should skew a little bit more towards the rush. No, it can't all be Taj Brooks. Guess what? Cameron Valdez and the like six carries he had. Looked pretty dang good this past weekend, too. It's not the only one that has to do it. So, like well, that it, first drive was beautiful. Yeah. Well, that first drive, uh, 14 plays, nine of those plays, Brooks had the ball in his hand. It was eight rush and a pass. Well, he, he caught a, a pass, <laughs> he didn't throw the ball. So it was eight rushes and he caught it. And I'm not counting. Oh, that reminds me. There was an NFL
1: game I was watching this weekend. The quarterback threw a pass to himself. Of course. He got tipped and it went up in the air and then he caught it and kept going. And I think it was an NFL game. It had to have been, but I can't remember which game it was. Dang it. Sorry. That wasn't worth interrupting you on, but it was, it's just one of those things that you don't see very often. And I wanted to see the stat sheet. To see if he had a reception, which he did, because I think he got a first down on it. Whoever it was,
0: well, that's impressive. He throws a pass to himself <laughs> and picks up yeah. enough yards to get a first down.
1: Yeah, it was it was really cool.
0: <laughs> I'm blanking mm-hmm. on who it was. So the 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 other thing, like like I I look at something these interceptions or at least the first one, um, it was a tipped pass on a defensive end that dropped into zone coverage. Like, it was a very unusual pass defense that he got his hand on, and then it was just... The the ball just was up, up in the air. Like, it was... It was batted. Like, that's... It's on strong, but then again, it's really not. Um... I don't know what the play calls were on the other interceptions where it, like the throws were off. Um, it, it looked, looked like they were off because they weren't really all that close to the receiver. Like, is that on him? Is that on the receiver? Is that just a thing that he just doesn't have the experience with? Cause he does not have, he doesn't play with, uh, the these guys a whole lot yet. Again, like it's all these things you could just kind of justify away almost like, well, what else what else should we expect right i mean he's i don't know man I, I i like it sucks and i'm not trying to say like like we we, we should be okay or, or be accepting these results but like i don't know man i'm i'm just like i don't know i i think i feel exactly
1: what you're saying it's not so much It's okay to be that bad, but it's also almost to the point where we should expect the worst and hope for the best, which I think is is where we've landed. And I I think it's still okay to be frustrated by that loss, especially to turn the ball over as bad as they did. And still be in the game late.
0: You turned yeah. it over five times, you were minus five in the turnover margin, and you were still within striking distance late.
1: Yes. The uh Tech's defense forced like six punts in the second half. I mean, they they kept they kept doing what they were supposed to do. Uh even one of those arm uh, on one of those interceptions, the one right before half, yes, there's a chance Tech may have gotten into field goal range, but that was probably not gonna happen. That one was kind of an arm punt. I wasn't even that upset about that one.
0: Yeah. So, so that was the second interception. So the the first one, yeah, was the the tipped pass. Second one as an arm punt. You were, may, like you said, maybe going to get in, into field goal range. The time yeah. expired on the return so like BYU. Didn't really like have any kind of advantage for it except stopping tech. So then, like you get down to the, the third one. It's like, well, it was one interception. And then he, we had issues with the the snap and and mesh point on on the the read. And like I, I go back to like, well, if we're having that many issues, like and and if stats is hurt, like that's on the decision makers to leave him out there. But I mean, I guess you could slide Wilburn over. And, and, yeah, then you have him snap again, and then and because it's going to affect another position on the field. Like you're going to change up like right two other positions, just to switch out to your backup center.
1: Yeah, your backup center to your third-string quarterback, that may have gone way worse because I doubt they really practice that. I I doubt that's a matchup that, okay, all right, backup center and QB3, let's go. I don't think that happens very often. So that that may not have been a good way to test that out in a game that, like you just mentioned, you were still in. But it was just... a few days removed. You can go back and look at it and not be happy with it, but just go. I I don't know, man. I mean, what else can you, that's, this is what you say. You just say, what else can you do? If you turn the ball over five times, you're not going to win. And you know, the only reason that that second handoff was so bad was because of the penalty because that was a 33 yard return that got Mm -hmm. negated to 10 yards back from where it was caught. So it was a 43-yard yeah. difference there. It's a huge swing. And, yeah, and so then you, you fumble the handoff there, and, it, yeah, it's a touchdown. It's automatic. So there, there was so much stuff like that that went on, and it's Tech's just not a very good football team right now. And yeah. even with that, they were a few bounces of the ball away from coming back on this, or at least making it interesting. It's just it's just a a shame. It's a shame that it's come down to this point where we've just got to grin and bear it and bulldoze hey. ahead and, and, and be ready for TCU next week.
0: You said Barrett, and it reminded me of Barron. Um, yes. Reports are he'll be ready to go for TCU. So sounds good. Um, you, you had the, the two games or game and a half of Jake strong where he wasn't ready. And that's unfortunate. But if, if, if this, you know, week and a half um has given Morton enough time to heal and recover enough to be able to, to, to start at quarterback, then, and we're back into into being able to, to look at the schedule like we've got a shot, right? Like a game and a half with Jake Strong. I, I think you say like, well, to win this game, we got to have a really good rushing performance, and we've got to minimize turnovers. If he's turning the ball over, it doesn't really matter. We've seen that now, you know. And six six halves, he's got six interceptions. Um, not six halves, six quarters. Um, so.
1: Yeah, and TCU. This is. I came into this season thing, and this was a winnable game, and you know it is. They're coming off, despite beating BYU forty-four to eleven, they're coming off a drumming of their own in Manhattan this last Saturday, forty-one to three. Yep. Uh, so they've they've dropped three of their last four. I mean, they lost at home to West Virginia. They lost on the road at Iowa State, and then they lost last week in manhattan against kansas state so it's not you know text su- the odds aren't out yet but i think according to fpi text predicted to win it yeah pretty handily so it's if if morton's back that's got to make you feel better I, I know it's not a magic fix all no to just change the quarterback position i know some folks think it is but it's not it'll help and yeah, it'll help. You know, if your receivers can't get open, though, I mean, Morton can't find them either if, if they're not open or if he doesn't have time to find them. um, uh, Or if, you know, the running game is either A, not working or B, not being given the chance, it's going to affect a lot of things. So it does give Tech right now the best chance to win if Morton's back there. That is for sure.
0: You know what else would help? Text chances to win, Michael? Is this where you go into an ad read? <laughs> Rojino Barbecue. No, I'm um, <laughs> If the defense could turn the ball over too, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Turn over you or or get pressure on the quarterback.
0: That'd be good. It's probably been as long uh, getting pressure on the quarterback than you have on a turnover. It's been obviously at least two games. Ooh. Um. I think Tech sacked. Oh man, I am blanking on. Was it Will Howard? He sacked Howard once. I think yes. I don't think he ever got to Johnson. No, he didn't. He ran all over your
1: ass. But I don't think I don't think Howard. I, I do think Howard got sacked once.
0: Yeah, and then before that would have been Shapen in Waco. Um, I I know you 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 had a bunch of sacks that night. Was it six?
1: Maybe Uh, there were some TFLs thrown in there too.
0: Yeah. You didn't, you didn't have six turnovers that night, but um, it's been a while since your defense has forced a turnover. So doing that, what it would definitely help. Um, So the other thing we want to talk about was uh, going into the game. That was a battle of the punters McNamara versus what was his name? Rake. Rakin? I don't know. Uh won the faceoff. McNamara won the face off with the punter. Uh he ended up McNamara did with a forty eight yard per punt average, uh where the BYU punter had forty five and a half yards. And he punted eight times. And he had a seventy yarder thrown in there too. Incredible. <laughs> the, there were a couple of of his punts that were just like, Oh my gosh, that like is, is it is it is it the elevation? Like what like it just it not only hung in the air, but like it just drove and well, drove it, it, and uh,
1: drove. I think you pointed it out in the Discord, like his his punts were so dominant that it almost screwed up his coverage. Like yeah, the it, coverage team was just kind of like, <laughs> All right, come on. <laughs> let's let's get this ball back down here or whatever.
0: Like you 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 had uh you saw better than normal punt returns for Texas tech. But I think because he was out kicking his coverage. I think literally like it was just bombing it so far <laughs> was giving our returner a chance to not only catch the ball, but catch the ball and then get moving. Uh, and then, you know, if you're running right at somebody who's trying to tackle you, you the ball carrier has the advantage, right? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Texas tech punt
1: returns, even with the, well, that was a kickoff, but, uh, Well, was it a kickoff? Yeah, it was. But Texas Tech averaged 21 yards on those four punt returns, including a 35-yarder thrown in there. And then they had a – I guess he still got credit for that. A 33-yard kick return, and they averaged 27, but that's different. Anyway, yeah, averaging 21 yards per punt is pretty good considering BYU
0: averaged minus three. you were winning the field field position uh margin there. So, yeah, uh, Michael, you were closest <laughs> you picked 26. Well, I I say that. The the final score is actually pretty close to what I picked. I picked 28-17. It was 27-14. But I had Texas Tech winning this one. Uh Michael, you picked 26-22 uh in favor of Tech, though. So, I both No,
1: that's there. not right. I, I picked Baylor, but I'm I'm that I mistyped that. That's from uh, BYU. BYU.
0: Yeah. Good lord, this okay. is the bye week, guys. Sorry, everyone. We're all we all need a break. Um, so now, uh, after you fell to three and five, you you've got to go three and one the rest of the way to make a bowl game. Um, unlikely. I don't I, I don't know. It, it, it's it's not going to be easy. Uh because you've got UCF. It looks like Plumlee is back, uh, but you get them in, in Lubbock. You've got TCU next week. Um and then Kansas and Texas on the road. Yeah, and
1: UCF was a two-point conversion away from going to overtime in Norman, which hats off to them for going for two. In that instance, but, but yeah, I, I don't take that for granted at all that they're just going to waltz into Lubbock and, and lose. I don't, I don't think that's the case. They've proven to be a pretty up and down team, just like the rest of the big 12. And they left the number one big 12 team on their heels in Norman.
0: SEC SEC <laughs> just means more absolutely All right. so Go Arkansas this weekend hopefully a um, little bit of time off you get some some treatment in uh, some guys are are working back and getting healthy um healing up a little I thought bit. you meant for us or our listeners some treatment you get, yeah you get treatment you get a week off from listening to us um. Uh, but then you take on TCU next Thursday, the 2nd, November 2nd, 630, I believe, in Lubbock. Before that, though, you got a whole slate of Big 12 games. Only TCU and Texas Tech are off this weekend. Um, so looking around, um, the, these, these numbers aren't right, Michael. I, I was only updating the, the, the matchups, not the not the actual point spreads here. Okay, because I was like, how is Kansas favored versus OU? No, I was I was on a work computer and I was not about to get on oh, the yeah. action network. That's, that's blocked um, in my work too. But let me let me see if I can get there really quickly. Starting off on Saturday morning, uh OU traveling to Lawrence. Um. There it is. Sooners are a 10-point favorite. Open is 10, currently at 10. I... 11 a.m. game on Fox. Big Nooner. Give me Kansas to cover. Is... Is their quarterback going to play? Do we know that yet? I guess that's true. I don't know if... Uh, the Jayhawk quarterback is all good to go.
1: I'd still take them to cover, though. I, I, that would be a nice teaser for me to get to get that up to sixteen. Absolutely, I think that's easy. I would I would take them to cover. I think OU. I don't want to. You know, I've, I've given them enough heat this episode, so I don't want <laughs> to take. Away, what they've been able to accomplish—I mean, to go seven and zero is is something that we would love to do. And then to not go zero and five after is something we'd love even better. But I think it's they're a solid team, so I I, I don't take this lightly. I just think Kansas is a solid team too, and they've they're playing at home, and their fans are excited. They'll have a good atmosphere that morning.
0: It S- sucks to play football in the morning. Oof. Hate eleven AM games. Um sorry, I was grabbing the the rest of the the lines real quick before we move on. Um, Houston at Kansas State. Sixteen and a half point favorites are the Wildcats at home. That seems it's
1: mm, that would be that would be the other team on my teaser. I would put Houston at plus 22 and a half. No questions asked. But who knows? I mean, the way they've played, taking West Virginia down to the wire, really played well against Texas. Especially, I think, weren't they down 21 nothing, And then scored 21 unanswered, something like that, against UT. Yeah. So I, I think Kansas State will win, but I'd be very tempted to take. Houston
0: and the points on this one. I'm I'm taking the Wildcats at home. <laughs> I don't I don't think Houston enough. has enough uh, to to hang with them. West Virginia in Orlando. The Knights are six and a half point favorites hosting West Virginia. Is that strange to see West Virginia as a, a touchdown underdog? It is. And especially
1: in Orlando, where Baylor made a sixty-eight point comeback, or whatever that was. So, uh, and this is our third. We have three eleven a.m. games this week in the Big Twelve. Uh huh. And the night game is Cincy at Oklahoma State.
0: Oh, good night.
1: Just just make sure
0: your 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 window of opportunity to get stuff done is going to be in the afternoon or evening. yeah, yeah,
1: man. Uh, I would take West Virginia here for sure. I, I would take them if they were favorite six and a half. I think.
0: Yeah, I'm. 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 I'll, I'll take West Virginia in the, in the points there. Yeah. Uh, BYU at Texas. Texas is nearly a three touchdown favorite. Don't got no Quinn years so. though. Yeah, but BYU's bad. Give me Texas to win and to cover. Yeah, I think so too
1: what's that say about us let's uh, not get into that
0: that we were minus five on the turnover margin Michael
1: that that was our fourth game out of five where we've been favored and lost Why don't you had to bring
0: that up and a game that nobody wants to watch Iowa State at Baylor the Bears at home two and a half point favorite. Mm. Yuck!
1: Like no way. I'd take Iowa State.
0: This is such like such a bad matchup. I hate it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Give me give me the the Cyclones on the road.
1: I mean, Cyclones. You're our third place
0: Cyclones. Yikes! Cincinnati at Oklahoma State. Alan Bowman supposed to lead the Cowboys as a seven and a half point favorite. Give me uh me Cincinnati to cover.
1: Okay, we've got Steven Stevens is helping us out here because he's someone we should listen to, actually. He has some good knowledge here. He's got KU Moneyline. He's taking KSU, Kansas State with the points. Taking West Virginia with the points. He's with us there. Uh-huh. He's taking BYU. With the points. Okay. All right. He said BYU is 5-1 and one against UT, which I did not know that. And Then uh, he's taking Iowa State. He's with us there. He's taking Oklahoma State. I may have to rethink this Kansas State thing because it just seems like that's just such a – I feel like Houston's more competitive than that right now, but maybe not. Because Steven has – he has a nose for this, man. I'm telling you. He's hit some parlays. He's hit some. He's hit some pretty cool bets that when he posted them, I'm like, ah, oh, that's not going to hit. And then you know, after like the seventh or eighth time, it it hits. Okay, all right.
0: <laughs> Eventually, you'll believe it, right?
1: He knows. He knows a thing or two. Yeah.
0: So you want to look around the the Big Twelve and just talk, talk about what a weird season it's been so far? I think so. All right. So coming into the season, we were looking at over under win. Uh, predictions and we were given our thoughts on what that might look like. Uh, we'll just go alphabetical, right? We'll start with Baylor over under preseason was uh seven and a half predicted to finish sixth. Um, Baylor is currently three and four FBI projects them to go three and nine. We both took the under, so we're looking pretty good there.
1: Yeah. If, I FBI don't, for if, if, if you did the math, FBI predicts predicts them to lose out. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, and then they to, are not the only ones to hit the over. So for us to be wrong, they uh, they have to win out. Yeah, much and more likely play, to lose out. Hang
1: on, I was I was going to yeah. have all this pulled up.
0: They've got Iowa State this weekend. Yes.
1: Oh man, good job, Michael. Almost had it all pulled up. Hang on a second. Okay, right click, open a new tab. Here go. we go. So yeah, they've got after Iowa State, they host Houston, then they go to Kansas State, they go nope. to Fort Worth, nope, and then they host West Virginia. So even with that slate, they're still, <laughs> according to FBI,
0: FPI, most likely going to gonna go it. zero and five. Yeah, I I I don't disagree. I they they may punch up and finish four and eight, but not the seven and a half they were. Looked at before the season, so we both chose correctly there. Um, BYU picked to finish ninth, and it was strange we couldn't find a consensus here. It was anywhere between four and a half and five and a half. Um, essentially, <laughs> uh, I picked under at five and a half for that to happen, they'll have to lose out because they're already at five and two. Although I think they are a paper tiger. They're, they're, they're fakers at five and two. Um, the rest of their schedule, uh, they travel to Texas. They travel to West Virginia. They host BYU. They host Oklahoma, and they go to Oklahoma they host, State.
1: They host Iowa State and Oklahoma. Okay, you're, you're
0: right. They're on the road at Texas, at West Virginia, home versus Iowa State, home versus Oklahoma, back on the road for Oklahoma State.
1: Yeah, and they are picked according to FBI, just like Baylor, to lose out.
0: So it's it's in jeopardy here, but my under five and a half could still hit, but it's going to take them going zero and five the rest of the way.
1: I know. I I took the over, so I'm rooting for them. They need to get.
0: They just need one. Get one more win. Just need one. <laughs> just need one more, guys. Get to that bowl game. Cincinnati picked twelfth. They had a five and a half over under. I picked the over like an idiot. They are currently two and five. They will not hit. So I'm going to be wrong on that one. Um, There's no way for them to hit the over. Well, no, that's not true. I mean, there is. They would have to go seven and five. They have to win the last five. FPI has them projected to go three and nine. So it'd be a pretty historic (laughs) meteoric rise here. You you had the under. It's a pretty safe bet there. They'd have to win four to hit the uh, over there. So Houston I just felt
1: like, you know, new conference, coaching transition, all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh I had more more faith that Houston would fail than uh than Cincinnati here. I, I kind of agreed with um preseason projections here, of having Cincinnati finish ahead of Houston, but they were Predicted to go uh, four and a half. I picked the under. Michael picked the under. They are at three and four. Um, They would have to go, you know, whatever that is, one and four the rest of the way. Um, FPI has them winning more than that. They have road game at Kansas State this weekend. They are on the road at Baylor next weekend. They host Cincinnati. They host Oklahoma State. And they're on the road at UCF. So for them to hit the under, like we both picked, um, they just can't win two of those games. They could, probably should beat Baylor Diamondbacks just won the NLCS. Let's go! Oh man, let's go!
1: Ah, uh, the ratings fans are just beside themselves right now. People R- who have stock in Fox—if that's a, even a thing—Rangers
0: in six. <laughs> let's go.
1: Rangers in six. Okay, all right. He's got. There's your prediction right there.
0: Because you're gonna get like Will they a- win a home game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's it only the Astros that were that were just raking uh, in Arlington. Um, so, any other thoughts on on Houston?
1: No, uh, you know they're they're supposed to hit a really tough stretch here, but they have them. I think I had this down here. They're projected two and three to finish, like you said with that schedule we'll see. But yeah, that's a, that's so far been a really, all of these lines have been really pretty close. I mean, there's a few exceptions, but yeah, Houston four and a half. And right now they're at three and four with a a tough sled coming up. It's, it's a pretty good line, but yeah, we'll see if they make it to, to the over.
0: Iowa state picked to finish 10th, four and a half over under, we both picked under. They are at four four wins, so they have to lose out for that to hit. Their remaining schedule on the road at Baylor, home versus Kansas on, on the road at BYU, home versus Texas on the road at Kansas State. It's possible they could lose out.
1: Yes, it is. That's on the table.
0: Um, I also thought they would be a little bit more hampered by their roster issues in the preseason FBI has them finishing out seven and five. So going three and two over these last five, which I think is strong. Um, I don't know where they'd get three wins against, I mean, maybe Kansas if, if, uh, if they're not running with, um, their, their starting quarterback, but Baylor, BYU are, are are possible, but then they've got yeah. Kansas, well, Texas, Kansas State. So, but two of those are on the on, at home. Anyways, it'll be snug, but I, I think they'll probably hit the over. Looking out, um, big fans of Kansas coming in six and a half. I picked the over. Michael picked the under. Uh, they're at five and two currently. FPI has them finishing six and six, so they have a pretty significant back half struggle. Um, for that to work out, their back half schedule looks like hosting Oklahoma, on the road at Iowa State, hosting Tech, hosting Kansas State on the road at Cincinnati. are there I should have kept
1: up with which which FPI team they said would win and lose. I just clicked through all of them really quickly
0: and just kept up with the record. Are there two wins remaining on that schedule for Kansas? I look Iowa State maybe Cincinnati p- pretty good chance there. Then Texas that's Tech unfortunately.
1: <laughs> and that's I think that was one of those that was like 50.2 versus
0: you know 48.8. Yeah. Looking at the remaining schedule. Um, Kansas, uh, according to whatever, whatever metric they're looking at, the teamrankings.com is a. Uh, 51.6 to 48.4 favorite. In terms of percentage, not, not, not points scored. Um, so it's possible. Let's kick it up a little bit. Kansas state seven and a half over. We both picked the over there. They're at five and two, um, regardless of of their final schedule. I mean, they're, they've been strong. They're, they're getting stronger. They're figuring stuff out. They're figuring out working around injuries, especially on the defense. So if Will Howard and Avery Johnson can stay healthy, um, I think they should be fine to win. Uh, three more games. So FBI has them going nine and three. So only losing one more time the rest of the way out. Oklahoma, nine and a half preseason pr- prediction here. We both took the under. They're at seven and oh. Uh, they need they need to go two and three the rest of the way. Uh, FBI has them going 12 and oh. So not even yeah. like, we've got some some... Some games here now they're, they're, they're favored to win the rest of them. So. Yeah. Cause they, let's see. Well,
1: and, and I don't think it was a crazy thought, you know, they're favored to win at Kansas at Oklahoma state. Then they host West Virginia. Then they go to Waco and then they host TCU. So even though three of their last five games are <laughs> on the road, ones at Kansas which should technically be winnable and you know they're favored by three touchdowns. And then the other one's that is at Oklahoma State who just refuses to beat OU in football. So that Whoa. that's a a pretty good chance there. They just absolutely choose not to do it. They elect not to do that. Which hey, we can relate. So, you know, we yeah. can we can all have a good hug and a good cry together Cowboys fans, but That's just not something that they historically do, no matter where it is. They are,
0: I I would say, look look to Oklahoma to finish over nine and a half wins. Yeah, I think so too. Oklahoma State, six and a half. I took the under uh, because I thought they were going to struggle a little bit more finding an identity on offense, and they did kind of for a little bit, but they also were were punching up and winning games that I didn't think they had any business winning. They are five and two so far in the season. Michael, you took the over. Looks pretty good for you. They need to win two of their. I took the over.
1: Yeah, I I took the over, but not. I didn't envision it going this way. I, I didn't envision a three quarterback system working that would somehow kind of work and, you know, Bowman being as effective as he's been in the last few weeks. But I just, as much as Oklahoma State fans don't like him, Gundy's a really good coach. And so that was kind of my reasoning and that they're just. And that they didn't have to play tech this year. So, you know. Yeah. That also automatically gives them another win.
0: Texas nine and a half. I uh I took the over. They are six they and did. one. Michael took the under. FBI has them going eleven and one, so again, to win out. Um with your health in question, like that that may yeah. that may have that this finishing a little bit closer to nine or 10. Um But either way, man, they're, 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 they're pretty good this year too. I think they're ranked seventh currently.
1: Yeah. There's what what I've have to admit on the Texas and OU picks is i picked the under on both of those and they were mostly just hater picks. That's okay. I, I, I can live with that. And Texas was, Preseason number one, Oklahoma was preseason number two, and I just thought there's no way th- this can't happen. It's and happening. It's happening right now. They're flip flopped, but it's this is the world we're living in. The final year there in the conference It's yeah. just
0: fantastic. Love it. TCU, Texas Christian, seven and a half. We both took the under. I feel oh, pretty yes. confident about this. They're four and four. They look bad. They've got holes. Uh. FPI has them finishing five and seven. So, pretty confident in saying that they will finish under seven and a half. They'd have to win and go four and one over the last five. Yeah. Yeah. We were. No, they have to go four and oh. They've already won. They've already played uh, games. So,
1: yeah. The, the, you know, a lot of people were like seven and a half for a defending national championship runner up. Like, yeah. Yeah. TCU, I don't know how they got there last year. I still can't explain it except that they knocked out all their quarterbacks. That's part of it that they played against. And then they won every close game, every single close game they won it. And just, I I don't know. I still can't explain how they did it. Because I came into the season last year thinking they would win about four games. And then I came into the season this year thinking they would win about four
0: games. Well, you're you're more likely to be right this year than last year. Broken
1: clock. Broken clock, man. That's all it is.
0: You know, I, I was actually t- talking to Samantha about that saying this week. Um, I was like, you know what? Like, a clock is either always right or only right twice a day.
1: hmm Or, well, or never right.
0: Because if it's
1: just seven minutes fast the whole time it's running, it's just never
0: right. Okay, so never, twice, or always. <laughs> Texas Tech seven and a half. Um, I was, well, we 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 both were bullish on that. We took the over.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, that's out of the it's question. Not looking likely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> unlikely. I
1: mean, if we if Tech wins out, hey man, hey hey
0: man, hey. If Tech wins out, then they go seven and five. I don't think bowl games were were part of this.
1: Oh crap, I didn't just I just did the math. Yeah, Tech's already played eight games. Never mind.
0: You can get to eight wins on the season if you get to a bowl game and win that.
1: But that doesn't come into play on these. So you're gonna hit the other on the regular season. I'll tell you what, if tech wins if tech wins eight games this year, I'll shave my head.
0: Tech wins eight games, I'll shave my beard. Oh. Now we're talking. FBI has the Red Raiders finishing five and seven. Mm -hmm. UCF six and a half. I took the over. Michael took the under, uh, this one has been pretty significantly impacted by quarterback health as, as has Texas tech. Um, they are three and four, but FPI has them as favorites to finish out seven and five. So going four and one over their final five.
1: Yeah. I mean, FPI really liked their following matchups, uh, hosting West Virginia, which we've talked about, which I don't really believe in, but then they go to Cincinnati when they host Oklahoma state. When of course they come, come to Lubbock loss, but then they host Houston when. So, I mean, there's, there's a chance to gather three there possibly pretty, pretty easily. So we'll see. We'll see what the old FPI knows what it's talking about.
0: So I I need them to go four and one losing to Texas Tech hopefully to hit mine I I would I, I'd be okay being wrong here and for them to hit the under you just need them to continue to falter here but like like you said yeah they got they got, got West Virginia they got Cincinnati Oklahoma State still all winnable games Texas Tech if if we decide we we're gonna turn the ball over five times <laughs> uh we were hating on West Virginia even at five oh, yes. and a half. Picked to finish 13th. Um, we, we both took the under. They are currently four and three. Uh, just need two more to finish out above that. FBI has them going seven and five. I think they're probably set up pretty well to do that. To at least hit six, so.
1: Yeah, with, with their remaining games, they're in Florida. Uh, they're in Orlando. I mean, then they host BYU. Go to Oklahoma, host Cincinnati, and go to Baylor. So, yeah, there's four winnable games right there. Maybe even five if Oklahoma stumbles later down the season.
0: Yep. Right. Uh, do you want to the, – the, the new guys or do you think we've kind of already – covered that
1: yeah we kind of covered that but i wanted to see you know and i can go first like who's been a surprise in the big 12 for for you this season good or bad
0: i think oklahoma's surprising bounce back this year yeah you know a lot of people uh said that this was coming and i was like i don't know They they were pretty bad last year especially on defense um, shouldn't be surprised by Kansas um, with the preseason offensive players of the conference, conference offensive players of the year, or whatever. Um, again, I don't think BYU is as good as their record shows, but I mean, you can't sneeze at winning five games right now. Um, I thought Iowa State was going to be a whole lot worse. Oklahoma State was going to be a lot worse. So. I mean, like yeah, mild, it, mild surprise. I'm not like shocked by anything. Uh, I did think it would be, it there'd be a little bit more, uh, like pretty clear, divisible tiers here, and like like there'd be some pretty defined roles. Like, okay, well, this team's bad, and they're just going to lose games they should lose. But you're getting like weird results all across the conference. Um, I guess mainly with TCU, with T- 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 Oklahoma State, West Virginia, just m- messing stuff up.
1: Well, and I mean, I'd throw Texas Tech in there too. Yeah. That's I, been kind of a, a surprise on the negative side.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I mean, think, I, I, I guess I would say Texas tech, tech is probably the, the biggest surprise is just how, how poorly it's gone. But that's my team. So it's like I'm, I was I'm, like, I'm too close. I'm too emotionally invested.
1: Yeah. I. I'm with you. I mean, Iowa state and Oklahoma state for sure. They just seemed like they were poised to have all sorts of personnel issues for different, vastly different reasons coming in and then to win the games that they've had to get to this point in the season. And, you know, Oklahoma state's five and two, Iowa state's four and three. I mean, that's not where I thought they would be. And then, Oh, you I'd, I did not have them pegged at 7 and 0 right now. There's no way I really thought they would struggle again like they did last year. Maybe not quite as badly, but not be 7 and 0. So, th- I think that's those are my three biggest surprises aside from of course Texas Tech just yeah, doing whatever it is they're doing. So then the other question who will make and win the big 12 championship game. I kind of have a hot take on this one, Spencer.
0: So I was looking at at your teams here. Um, I don't disagree. Cause I was, I was looking at at Kansas state. Cause I, I I think they're, they're, you know, on the outside looking in a little bit, but, but I think um, they've got a good shot. They have to get past Texas next weekend to do it. And that will be in Austin. However, Kansas State has history in beating Texas in Austin.
1: Absolutely they do.
0: Um, the rest of their schedule, Houston, Baylor, Kansas, Iowa State. I mean, it, it could be a cakewalk outside of the trip to Austin. Um,
1: so I'm counting on that, and I'm counting on if they win in Austin, then I'm counting on Texas losing in Ames, which sounds very possible this year. And, you know, with their quarterback situation, that could be some trouble for them as well. So uh, so after they play Kansas State, Texas goes to Fort Worth, and TCU, for whatever reason, has had their number ever since they've been in the Big 12. That's not a guaranteed win, no matter what's going on with TCU or Texas. And then, as mentioned, up to Ames, then, of course – Texas Tech heads to Austin the Friday after Thanksgiving. So I think there's a chance that over these last stretch that, you know, Texas has two losses and Kansas State either has one or zero. And then there you go. So I've, I've got OU because we've talked about their remaining schedule. Um, I've got OU versus Kansas State in the Big 12 championship. And, yeah, it's kind of a hater pick, but it's also Kansas State's completely – dominating people right now and UT yours went down. I mean, we'll see what that does to them, but I do think Kansas state's schedule is more favorable from this point, looking forward than UT's, especially with quarterback in question and Kansas state has two functioning quarterbacks. Damn them.
0: Yeah. I mean, I wonder the, what that's, that's like. the luxury,
1: just <laughs> Just opulence jeez
0: the only my only hesitation with that uh with agreeing with you on 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 the teams that would be participating is Oklahoma has been undefeated but looked vulnerable doing it they played in close oh, games sure. they shouldn't have been close in um does Kansas bite them this weekend does Oklahoma State get them in bedlam and Stillwater next weekend
1: um well, they could, and still end up, you know, and, and Texas still be the three seed because they will have won the tiebreaker over Texas, even if they have the same record. So, yeah, that could that, that's still on the table. You know, yeah. OU may not win out to make the Big Twelve championship, but
0: they, it's, they would hold hold the tiebreaker over the Longhorns. So, yeah, this is
1: what I'm hoping happens: to just OU versus Kansas State, and Kansas State wins one of the hateful eight wins the big 12 championship game and sends them off. And then OU and Kansas state fans can argue on Twitter, like TCU and Kansas state fans do now about who actually won the big 12.
0: If they're no longer members of the big 12, did they win the big 12?
1: Did, did it, did it actually
0: happen? The tree falls in the woods. Um, yeah I, well kansas so, state you
1: know what they would they would be the official winners because kansas state does not play ou this year so they don't play each other this year so whoever if they meet in the big 12 championship you can't have that thing like tcu did last year where they yeah but we beat you other in the regular season don't count <laughs> and we were and we were
0: undefeated in the don't don't matter so I will also say Oklahoma and Kansas state in the championship game. Give me, give me the sooners Ooh. though. There you are.
1: Okay. All right.
0: All right. Fair enough. Well, cause so the sooners would have to lose twice to not be in it. That their schedule doesn't set up that way. Um, and I, I think, I think Oklahoma just, I don't know. It would be a legitimate conference cause they would have beaten Texas. they would have beaten the number three seed. They would have beaten number two, um, You wouldn't have any, like, weird round robin stuff. So, like, if Oklahoma State – sorry, if uh, Kansas State beats Oklahoma in the Big 12 title, but, like, Texas beats Kansas State, like, you get the, like, well, the three teams at the top all beat each other. Ah, the three-way tie. Weirdness, so. Yeah.
1: All right. That's why Texas needs to lose the names, and then done deal.
0: So – uh, looking ahead, we'll, we'll, we'll do the full preview next week. We won't, we won't ob- obviously have an instant reaction this week, but uh, preseason we both picked a, a Texas Tech victory over the Horn Frogs next weekend. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm no reason to change that just yet, even though what we've seen this year has been pretty pretty principal. <laughs> um, I mean, my preseason has Texas Tech finishing three and one these last four games. It's not out of the question. You can take care of the ball. You want to touch on some basketball real quick before we wrap this thing up?
1: Yeah, sure. Just just real quick, just kind of reminding everybody, basketball starts this weekend. I can't believe it's here, but it's exhibition basketball, so your coverage will vary. Uh, uh, We learned today officially that, at least for the men's game, which is Sunday against Texas A&M in Denton. It's at four 30, but there is no streaming or TV info, which doesn't surprise me, but it's also not going to be on double T 97, three in any format. So there will be no way to watch this game unless you go. And I would imagine that the, the women's game, which is the day before Saturday, they play Northern Arizona at noon here in Lubbock. Um, I imagine it's probably the same thing. I knew there was no TV on it as well, and they usually play on 100.7 here in town, which is the score if you're trying mm-hmm. to look for it online. But you may just try it. I mean, if you're around a radio or a computer at noon on Saturday, you might see if you can get the game, but they're not broadcasting the men's, and maybe that's because it's out of town too. So there's a chance they could be broadcasting the women's because they're here and they they may mm-hmm. send some. Let may send Chuck over there to do it. And I forget the play-by-play guy, but he's really good. Chuck and who is who is he?
0: He's really good to listen to. Is it Finkner? Maybe. What's his first name?
1: Uh, Larry. I'm. I'm not even gonna pretend like I could say that, but just to everyone know basketball starting we're going to start seeing some coverage kind of seeing some stats how these exhibitions went i'm sure there will be some actual fans especially at the you know within dallas area there's going to be some guys that probably go to see them play a and m uh the women you know if you're around lubbock if you're not doing anything if you don't have kids soccer like some of us do <laughs> then you could head up to the usa and watch them play at noon and then you might miss a little bit of the soccer game at two o'clock but you could catch some of it
0: mark finkner mark finkner he uh he was on the right i,
1: I really like he's he's really good play-by-play guy i think
0: yeah he did uh he did or basketball uh, up until 2012 and had done that for 18 years. So, yeah, he and, he and
1: Chuck are a good combo on on the Lady Raider games. But that was it. Just quick update on basketball. We'll see who starts. We'll see, and if that even matters, um, you know, we'll, I think A&M is a top 15 team right now. Whatever happens on Sunday won't affect where they fall or anything. But another sports coming, guys. Yeah, and basketball's coming. It's 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 something to kind of. Basketball's coming. The Rangers are playing in a World Series. World freaking series. World Series against the Diamondbacks. Soccer soccer team is big. They are Big Twelve champs. They are the reigning Big Twelve champs. We can say that for the next. Three hundred and sixty-four days. They are the reigning Big Twelve champs. It's such. It's got such a nice ring to it. So some good positives coming. You know, even with the basketball team and, and the Lady Raiders, I know they're going to miss Bren Gerlick a lot. Um, big Cat. I, I forgot her full name, but that's her nickname. So they, they lost some some really big pieces of their team, and they've lost some to injury in the preseason or in the off season, but I do think they will be a formidable team this year. And I really don't know what to expect with the men's team. I'm just going to try to take it as it comes kind of where I'm at with tech football right now. Well, let's just see what happens. Let's just, let's just line them up and see where they go.
0: Well, I'm I'm super pumped about baseball, about the Rangers.
1: Oh yeah, I bet you are, man.
0: Um basketball I, I yeah,
1: don't know. I'm you're, not like
0: you picked to finish 8th. We we went through that with the preseason stuff and it's a pretty clear delineation between the top half and the bottom half of the conference. Um you'd love to be in the top half obviously, but we'll see how how, how it plays out, man.
1: I currently if you had to ask me since We've talked a lot about pro sports today. I'm more excited about Spurs basketball right now than Texas Tech, just because last year left such a bad taste in my mouth. And football has one in my mouth right now that's not very delightful. So we're just gonna Hey, Rudemon. on. see what to do. Surprise the people. Be competitive.
0: Are there uh their odds out yet for the World Series? Ooh, I don't know. That would be pretty quick.
1: <laughs> there might be though. There might be somewhere.
0: Uh Texas is a slight favorite on Friday. Look out. Minus one fifty. So of course they're at home, so Love that. Let's uh, wrap it up. What did we learn? Uh, Since we're one of our longer episodes, we didn't even have a a game to preview, (laughs) and then uh, we'll get you out of here. So, what did we learn? What did we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. I learned that baseball is a brutal sport, man. Not not how you think. (laughs) It's emotionally taxing. Oof. This past week it was rough, man. <laughs> like it, like Friday night was rough because um, at that point when you're when you've lost three games in a row, you gave up a home run in the top of the ninth. Um, I was just like, man, it sucks. And I uh, it was just wild roller coaster, right? Like you win the first two on the road, you're like you shouldn't have been able to do that. You do it like we should win two at home, and you lose three of them at home. And Then you come back. You win uh, Sunday in a closer game, and then Monday, like you just jumped out all over their starting pitcher, cruised to a victory. No pun intended. Um, so I'm pumped. I, I I need to I need to to convince Samantha I need to to get some more Rangers gear. Yeah, ALCS, well, Christmas is coming. ALCS pennant stuff, World Series stuff. Give it to me all. Give it all to me.
1: Yeah, I would like to give a personal shout out to the the fella I saw at United today during my lunch break wearing his uh Houston Astros championship hoodie. Oh no. I'm sure that was I'm sure that was intended. Does he know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He may be such a big fan he doesn't even know. Or he may be the biggest fan hoping to start a fight today. So shout out to that guy. Uh, I learned homemade things continue to be fantastic. So my mother-in-law has a friend who owns a restaurant and she was talking about putting on a, you know, a little get together at her house this weekend and she mentioned that to him and he said, well, let me bring some food. And of course by food, he meant a full menu <laughs> uh homemade yeah homemade like because he does catering and stuff too so like a catered dinner of beef enchiladas homemade mm. beef enchiladas homemade rice homemade beans and here's the kicker as good as those things were homemade chips as good as all of that was the chips spencer <laughs> That one got you. I cannot, I cannot completely describe how great they were. And so on top of that, we had been to the we went to Grapefest out at Yano on Saturday, which claimed to have stuff for kids. And that was an outright lie. There was nothing for kids to do except watch their parents drink wine. So I don't know why they continue to try to say that at these events. Oh, it's kid friendly. It's family friendly. No, no, absolutely not. There's, there's some cool stuff for them to look at. But yeah, after about 10 minutes, they're done. Unless you have a bunch of board games that you have to bring yourself or a device or something. But anyway, we, we went out there and they had some good food. There was a, a chef who was there and she was making homemade salsa. And mm. so I bought this homemade salsa because i sampled it and i wasn't really planning on getting it because i was already locked in on these you know those flavored saltines that they make mm-hmm. where it's like uh, you know they're, they're like shaken and melted butter and seasoning okay. or olive oil and seasoning and butter and so there's all there's these seasoned saltines you anyway, know they had this whole section of them there at this little booth they were the little small saltines i don't know if you've even seen them they're like the size of a quarter
0: Mm-mm.
1: So they had all sorts of different flavors there. So I was trying those. And I, I was already decided, like, I'm going to get me a little thing of these crackers. I got to get some. And they had that salsa right there. And So I tried that, and it was fantastic. So I got to have that homemade salsa from one chef and then these homemade tortilla chips from another chef. Oh, man. And I married them together when I got home, and, and my brain exploded. <laughs> so just – homemade homemade foods and things from from people who know what they're doing just unreal there's
0: nothing quite like it um what you said sparked something but I, I'm, I'm I'm blanking on it I, my my memory is so bad um
1: was it going to help you remember which creed song you're gonna play on the outro
0: no, but it's a good point. I, I, I need to cue it up. Any uh, any uh, <laughs> any requests?
1: Oh my gosh! Um, maybe my own prison. No, that seems that seems that's that's not optimistic enough.
0: No time for mourning. Well, this is this is stupid. This is an easy one. I got I got it. Okay, you do it. You got it. I got it. Okay. Um, n- no free ads, but I, 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 saw this, this restaurant opening up this friend. It's a shop. It's not open yet. I don't think. Um, and this little strip over here off of Indiana, it's on Indiana uh, between 114th and 130th. Um, I don't know how often you're out there, but there's, there are like three or four little strips. Um, there's a, Qdoba, the Amici's wine bar, um, Happy's. Earl of Sandwich. Earl of Sandwich, is Domino's. But there's a popcorn place going in called Something's Poppin'. And with my recent kick into Kettle Corn, I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta go check this place out. I gotta go t- gotta go hit them up, see what they got. Um, can't wait. When they when they opened their doors for, for real.
1: I got some dill pickle popcorn too at Grape Fest. Nice, and I also want to go down really the good.
0: go down the road a little bit. There's a Soda Shack I want to try out too. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it had to be this one, right? Um, <laughs> you got anything else, man? Before we wrap this up. Uh- <laughs> We just need to just let it play, right? We just it I just I didn't know you were going to
1: bring this one. I mean, this one's just really—it's going to make me feel things. I'm just I just hope Rangers fans accept me with arms wide open. <laughs> there it is. As I watch, as I watch as much of this World Series as I possibly can.
0: Well, it's not a perspective. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. know. I actually can watch them now. So with the perspective of, you know, anything I tweet about this, just know that I am the bandwagonist of bandwagon people right now. But I am really enjoying welcome, welcome. all of you guys with your true fandoms and getting to see all that this this uh, last weekend. So hopefully that'll keep going against the against the D Bags.
0: The D bags. That's right. I uh, I very consciously did not engage with any Astros fans. Smart. I, I was I was in a Facebook group. Was in a Facebook group. You know, you're from Texas, win or whatever it was called. Uh, the past like week and a half have been nothing but Rangers and Astros fans going back and forth, and it was just a beating. Um, Astros fans like they're they're like the worst mix of like Texas, Oklahoma, and A&M fans and there's just like just shut up. Shut up. <laughs> and I, you want to hate on like guys like uh, Altuve and Bregman and Alvarez but they're like so freaking good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a great comparison but that that was kind of like hating Kobe Bryant. You just
0: LeBron James.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, no, they're, they're just really just that good.
0: Jerk Nowitzki.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a Nowitzki hate phase there for a while, but it was a, I legit hated Jason Terry. The Jet. The Jet. (laughs) But Nowitzki, Uh. yeah, it was more like a,
0: man he's good. I hate that he's that good. Well, as, as as a Mavericks fan, like I, that, there were guys on the on the Spurs that I hated, uh, Duncan and Ginobili mainly. Oh sure, yeah. Because they weren't on my team and they were so freaking good. Yes. So. All right.
1: Somehow Duncan would have like the most pedestrian double double you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. You just look up and he's got twenty three points and eleven rebounds and you're like, what? What did he? How did he do that? Yeah.
0: All right for real this time that'll do it for us in 23 personnel podcast y'all enjoy the weekend off we'll be back on Monday the 30th here on the stream Monday night Tuesday morning in your podcast feeds Uh, until then guns up Uh, we'll catch you next time